Hello and welcome to the CISS podcast. This is the On the Spot series by China Forum. In this series, we return to the platform of international forums and webinars, where leading minds in academia, government, business, technology, and media deliver novel, collaborative responses to the global issues of the day. Hello and welcome to the CISS podcast on the Sport series. I'm Xiao Qian. The ongoing situation in Afghanistan is still under global spotlight, with every move of the Afghan Taliban interim government constantly making headlines for international media. China, as Afghanistan's important neighbor and one of the major powers coordinating international efforts on the Afghan issues, also draws worldwide attention in Afghanistan's reconstruction process. How would China approach Afghanistan in the post-U.S. era? Is there any common ground for China and the U.S. to lift Afghan people out of poverty and turmoil? Mr. Zhou Bo shared his perspective at a virtual discussion on regional and global security in Asia organized by CISS and the WIWS on November 10, 2021. Mr. Zhou Bo is the senior fellow of CISS and also a China Forum expert. He is the former director of the Center for Security Cooperation in the Office for International Military Cooperation at China's Ministry of National Defense. Let's hear what he has to say. The current situation of Afghanistan is bleak, but I would like to say something different. First of all, as I have written in my opinion in the New York Times, with a U.S. withdrawal, China has what Afghanistan needs most. That is political impartiality and economic investment. When I talk about political impartiality, I mean Afghans do not have bad memories of China, so China's political impartiality can be counted. When I talk about economic investment, China's capabilities in infrastructure and in industry building is next to none. I wish to tell you what I was somehow challenged by some Chinese scholars. They argue that、uh, you are too optimistic. Afghanistan is far from being stable. We should still be cautious. But Afghanistan is more stable than during the wartime, right? We're not talking about whether China should enter or not. We're talking about China already being the third largest trading partner of Afghanistan. So the question for us is whether we could move from number three position to number two or even number one position. I have been to Afghanistan. So many houses are built of clay. Can't we turn them into houses made of bricks? That is so easy for China. The second thing is about the situation of Afghanistan, which I do not want to elaborate except on two small points. Yes, Afghanistan is not stable, but after all, it's better than warring time. So the situation, comparatively speaking, is better. The second thing is Afghans will live under the Taliban rule, and this won't change probably for the foreseeable future. And the third thing is what I want to talk more about: what can the international community do? The first question is who is going to recognize Taliban first? I don't think China will be the first one. Then there is another thing, that is possible multilateral international cooperation. On lifting sanctions against the Taliban, Afghans live on foreign aid. In 2020, according to the World Bank, almost 43% of GDP are from international aid. 
But for the international aid to come, we have to have agreement among major powers. I mean, the five permanent members of the UN Security Councils first, because without enforcement or agreement of the P5 countries, the World Bank and the IMF still would freeze the financial aid. So the question is how the five permanent members could cooperate. At this point, I'm a bit pessimistic in that China and Russia's attitudes are more or less the same, while the attitude of U.S., France, and U.K. are more or less the same. But I think there is a common ground: the Taliban is in effective control of the country. If U.K., France, and the United States stress on women's rights and inclusiveness of the government. I don't think China and Russia have any disagreement. So could the five countries lay a kind of common ground and then talk to Taliban as one voice? This might be the united front. China and the U.S. talk about peace process of Afghanistan must be Afghan-owned and Afghan-led, but Taliban is also Afghan, so it's still Afghan-led and Afghan-owned. I actually have some doubts about the attitude of the U.S. and Britain. I know United States and Britain have、uh, provided humanitarian aid since they have lost in Afghanistan. Aren't they a little bit happy to see Taliban suffer a little bit? Besides, in the United States, actually there are some kind of attacks from Republicans who even still want Taliban to be listed as a terrorist group. Let me talk about how China and the U.S. might cooperate because in the past we did joint training of diplomats and technicians. And when Wendy Sherman visited China, she talked about a cooperation during Chinese Foreign Minister Wang Yi's meeting with his counterpart, Mr. Blinken. They talked about a soft landing. Well, I think the question is, if it is about soft landing, then it's more or less about calming down the situation. But that requires blood transfusion to Afghanistan. I mean, foreign aid. So does the United States wish to do that now? And the most important thing is, if Taliban doesn't have external aid, of course, this country that produces eighty percent of world's opium will still rely on opium. Then about、uh, Joe Biden's Build Back Better. Recently, the United States has announced to make the first investment in overseas infrastructure projects as part of the G7 Build Back Better World Initiative. But why shouldn't the United States build back Afghanistan better? They see the war-torn country primarily devastated by the United States. And could China and the United States help this country better through kind of interoperability between the Build Back Better and China's Belt and Road Initiative? I think there is plenty room for discussion. That was Mr. Zhou Bo, senior fellow of CISS and a China forum expert, sharing his opinions on China's approach to Afghanistan in the post-U.S. era. Thanks for listening.